are listening to the AOTA podcast. Here is your host, Matt Brandenburg. Okay, today I am joined by Jill Ty. Jill, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. It is our pleasure. Jill is AOTA's Grassroots and Political Action Committee Specialist. Um, you're also an experienced professional storyteller and advocate, and you've been with AOTA for six years. Yeah. Uh, what else can you tell us about your role with AOTA? Um, so I manage AOTA's Legislative Action Center. Um, I help our advocates uh, contact their legislators to protect and promote occupational therapy writ large. Um, I work on AOTA's annual advocacy events, and I support the public policy team, which includes uh, the federal affairs team. This includes the state affairs team, who works in conjunction with your state OT association. And uh, I work with the uh, regulatory affairs team. Everyone I work with at AOTA, like, I can't even tell you, they are so smart. Like, so smart. Everyone knows so many things, and I'm learning new things every day. So uh, these six years with this brilliant team has been a joy. Um, I am also close personal friends with OT Rex. Humble brag, I know. Um, <laughs> I am not responsible for OT Rex's shenanigans at conference, but I know who is. So, Oh, yeah. so this will be an episode shrouded in mystery. Yes. Secrets galore. Oh. <laughs> I have none. Ask me a question, I'll answer it. <laughs> well, OT Rex truly is kind of my personal white whale in terms of having on the show and interviewing. Man. Um, so maybe you can make a connection there. Oh, I, I don't know that OT Rex does audio interviews only because OT Rex uh, has to protect their voice. Mm, you know, okay. uh, yeah. they got to they gotta keep that voice um, safe because they have a secret singing career. <laughs> Yeah, someone big and famous. Oh, wow. Yeah, you'll never I, know. I, I love this. I you'll love this. Hopefully down the road, maybe we can do like an interpretive dance together or something. And... Ooh, OT Rex is a great dancer. Is a great dancer <laughs> and gives great hugs and takes great pictures. So one day, Matt, you'll meet OT Rex and it'll be great. I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. Um, today, we're going to be discussing advocacy, uh, yeah. which is a huge topic in terms of scope. Um, I think there will be some government and lawmaking discussion. Um, I know I'm not as informed as I would like to be um, or knowledgeable when it comes to advocacy. Uh, but I want to thank you again for sharing your time and your knowledge and your expertise with us on this topic. Um, but I thought it would be a good idea to discuss ground rules and disclaimers before we just jump into our interview. Yeah. So when talking about advocacy and policy, don't we all want to know a little more? Because there's a billion things. But no one person can be all things to all people is, is a firm belief of mine. Um, and this is why we have memberships and associations where we uh, hire folks, essentially, uh, with our membership dollars to do that legwork for us. Um, it's things like that. Because again, no one person can be all things to all people. Um, so it's important to listen to the experts on some things. But Talking about policy and politics, um, I just want to lay a ground rule. And I, I do this in everything, every time I talk about policy and politics, because I know that uh, it is an emotional stakes thing. Uh, government and lawmaking have real life impacts. Um, so the ground rules I want to set before we start our interview are really just that uh, we're going to base everything we talk about here in good faith. 
meaning that we are going to take the politics and we're going to put it aside. We're going to take the red versus blue, the the elephant, the donkey uh, politics to the side, and we're going to talk about policy, um, and we are going to focus on occupational therapy writ large. We are also going to assume, uh, and this this is going to anger folks all over, um, but we are also going to assume that all members of Congress, all legislators, want what's best for their constituents as voiced by their constituents. And constituents is just the folks who vote for them. Um, some folks don't agree with that take. Um, and that's their prerogative. Like, Hey, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but I am going to say for our conversation, we're going to have some good faith. We're going to have some goodwill. And, uh, you and I are meeting on a, an even conversation ground. Does that make sense, Matt? Is that okay? It does. I think it's okay. Um, I, I think it's a wonderful ground rule, a wonderful way to start off the podcast, because as yeah. you said, there are so many, you know, confounding variables when it comes to policy and law, and there's a lot of directions we can go. But yeah. I love that. Just remove the politics and focus on, um, you know, what applies most to occupational therapy and, and AOTA. Yeah. And, and the whole go- goal, excuse me, as I swallow some coffee. The whole goal is to protect and promote occupational therapy. That's the bottom line. And I think we can all get on board with that. Yeah. Um, I have one quick clarification. You mentioned uh, writ large. Oh, yeah. So that's not a phrase I'm familiar with or have heard before. What, ah. what does that mean? Uh, I, I use it. I think, I think it's a Jillism, maybe. Um, I use writ large to just mean like above all, like occupational therapy is the focus. It's the, it's the, the title of the document. Like it is, it is writ very large in the document. It, it's a weird, it's a weird Jillism and I totally get why it's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> no problem at all. I totally get it now. Like it's in large print, written large. <laughs> yeah. It is a like weird that. turn of phrase though, right? Writ large. Huh? Yeah. Is, is it writ or wrote? Should it be oh. wrote large? Oh no. Oh no. My English degree is cringing. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're right. (laughs) Well, let's go ahead and dive into advocacy. Yes. Um, Act one, level setting and civics. Um, I I love how when we were discussing this, you brought acts into it to to really um, lay out our outline. Shakespeare Uh, all day, every day. The man knew how to tell a story. That is the truth. I think we can all agree on that. Um, what is advocacy? Why why should we advocate? So advocacy is just raising your voice uh, in support of something that is important to you. Uh, it can include a number, a vast number of any types of actions or issues. Um, it's, it's a broad swath of things. Um, but when we're talking about advocacy here in a membership association setting, that focuses solely on one profession, on one unified profession, and uh, those sorts of things, we can talk about how we advocate for that piece. So it is not just um, raising your voice to decision makers. It is raising your voice and sharing your story to interested parties. Uh, It is I don't I don't want to use the phrase like spreading the good word, but like it is telling folks about important things. It is storytelling. Um, And the reasons that you should advocate is because no one else is going to do it for you. 
Um, I can tell you right now, one of my favorite fun facts about Congress is that there are like a handful of, of attorneys general. There are a handful of school administrators. There are a bunch of doctors. There are uh, a bunch of lawyers. Uh, there are a whole bunch of professions. But you'll notice in that list of professions at this point uh, in 20, what is it? It's 2022, right, Matt? Correct. Oh, goodness. Um, at this point you, you, in history- You that test, the interview can continue. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm, I'm all over the place. At this point right now, uh, not a single one of those decision makers is an occupational therapy practitioner or has been an occupational therapy practitioner. So they don't know your day to day. So it is important that you are raising your voice and advocating to them uh, to support your profession. Because only you can tell your story, right? If I told your story, it's going to be less interesting because you are your expert. You are the expert on you. Um, so that's that's why I want to encourage folks like you, uh, listeners, uh, to advocate because I can I can prattle for days uh, on any topic, but you are the expert on your life. You can advocate through AOTA's Legislative Action Center. Uh, you can advocate through setting up your own personal meetings. You can advocate through all sorts of things. Uh, and we'll talk about what, uh, how to set up advocacy, uh, avenues to advocate, as I like to say. Um, it's a fun little turn of phrase, but it's a little weird uh, and hard to articulate on a mic. Um, but yeah, no, advocacy is storytelling. It is engaging. It is promoting and protecting your profession with your words. I love that. And I love all the the use of alliteration um, and literary devices there. Oh. Um, I'm already intrigued and captivated. Oh, um, no. <laughs> advocacy is definitely something that's introduced um, early on in OT curriculums. Um, at least that was my experience. I remember hearing a lot about it, but not always understanding how I could begin to advocate for the profession. You mentioned yeah. a couple things that practitioners can do. How else would you say a, a student or a practitioner um, can advocate? So I think I think some of the best ways to advocate are for a student or practitioner to interrogate within themselves why occupational therapy. Like why is it important? Um, only because by building that groundwork for you. Um, you can align all your advocacy to that uh, vital piece, right? So like if you're going into healthcare because uh, another family member went into healthcare and you saw the great work that they did, that's important. And that's information that shows that uh, this thing is vital. It makes a difference in people's lives. And you can then tie back to reasons why occupational therapy is important. Right. Like I, we can talk about hypotheticals and I can help people craft their stories uh, easily. I'm a solid editor. Uh, <laughs> but what it is, is if you build your story, if you I don't want to call it creating your own mythos because you're not lying. Like you are you are taking your experience and you are sharing it with folks who do not share your experience. And that's important. That is the groundwork to uh, building a conversation instead of a monologue. Like right now, Matt, I'm monologuing at you a little bit. Like if I were a big evil villain, this would be hilarious. I'd probably have a cape, big hair. It'd be awesome. However, advocacy is a conversation. So if you build that story, um, you are using advocacy 
to create a conversation with folks who make decisions that will affect your life. So I think for new practitioners, starting with YOT, why occupational therapy, why be an OTA, like why those things are important is huge. I love that. I love that. I think most of us, if not all of us, hopefully all of us have had kind of a light bulb moment in realizing, wow, OT is an amazing profession or, you know, a a confirming moment where we realize, yes, this is, you know, the impact I want to be making in my career and in my day to day. Um, But there's still on the outside so much misunderstanding about what OT is and what it does. So honestly, oh, yeah. just rehearsing that story and internalizing it um, is a great first step. Where, where can practitioners look to find, you know, legislation or news about how these new policies and laws may impact the profession of occupational therapy? Yeah. So uh, AOTA's website, AOTA.org, is a great place to go for all your news resources. So a lot of time is spent writing things, cultivating things, and putting things together for you. So if you go to AOTA.org and then you see a little menu that says practice, education, career, publications, community, events, and advocacy, uh, and then about, that's another thing. Uh, But advocacy is sort of our home for all kinds of resources for you to know about advocacy. All of those other things are also other resources created and built by AOTA, uh, my AOTA colleagues who are stellar Literally everyone in the group is a genius. That was a fancy way of saying genius uh, because everyone I work with is a delight and a joy. Um, But that being said, focusing on advocacy stuff, you can look at uh, in that advocacy webpage, there's a lot of information for you to engage with. You can look at a list of advocacy items broken down by issue. So that will include stuff like um, healthcare reform, like Medicaid advocacy, like uh, the occupational therapy licensure compact efforts, uh, like private insurance advocacy that that staff at AOTA are doing on the daily, um, information about schools and early intervention, telehealth, workforce diversity. There's all kinds of resources on AOTA.org for you to learn more about what's going down right now. Um, we also have advocacy news that we update um that we update and share in all of AOTA's uh, Practice Pulse newsletters and things. Uh, these web articles, we write about what's going down on Congress. So we watch the day-to-day of uh, Congress and engage and read and all kinds of stuff and distill it down for you uh, to find OT-specific things. Because again, no one person can be all things to all people. And I love that so much. And I know myself and other practitioners are are grateful for that because after a full day working at the clinic, um, as much as we love occupational therapy in our yeah. profession, you know, doing additional research to inform ourselves to advocate is yeah. really difficult. It's uh, a lot. But it's nice that it's all on AOTA.org. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all this behind the scenes work um, that, that gets put into it. Uh, can we dive a little bit deeper? Can you share an overview of AOTA's federal affairs department? Sure. Um, so my boss is Heather Parsons, who's dope. Um, she is, <laughs> she'd probably laugh at that, I hope. Um, she was a school-based OT and she, uh, working with a whole bunch of other folks, sort of decide the angle on, on how we approach things. Like everyone is um, engaged and working together. But so Heather's my boss. She's a lobbyist. Uh, then we have Abe and Andy who are both lobbyists. So that's three lobbyists covering Congress with, um, 
all of the issues that may impact occupational therapy. So that's a lot for three people, which is why grassroots support makes a difference. And we'll talk about grassroots in a minute. Uh, but that's uh, Heather, Abe, and Andy. And then there's Darlene, who is the AOT PAC um, manager. And she's amazing. I cannot say it enough how awesome everyone I work with is, but everyone that I work with in federal affairs is dope and they do great work. And then we have the state affairs team who works in conjunction with your state OT association, and they are all very smart. And then the regulatory affairs team who are also very smart. But essentially, um, the reason it's broken out like this is because uh, I, th I think, Matt, you and I discussed lawmaking. Yeah. And kind of how it works. Briefly, yes. Yeah. So uh, I, just to clarify for here, essentially in a vacuum lawmaking, uh, Congress, that's the legislative branch, writes the laws. Uh, the president eventually, hopefully, signs it into law. Uh, and then uh, the regulatory agencies uh, write mandatory rules and regulations for you to follow. All of these things take a lot more time. Uh, but AOTA's policy department is engaged at every step possible. So our regulatory affairs team is reading those thousands of pages of regulation that will affect your day-to-day -day life if they don't already. Uh, and they're commenting, they're um, engaging with uh, the various agencies that make decisions. And then you have AOTA's federal affairs, who's engaging with the legislative um, branch and building champions for occupational therapy in addition to your grassroots work. Uh, and then AOTA state affairs is doing that and more at the state level with, uh, in conjunction with your state OT association. So that's a lot of things for a lot of people to be engaging in all at once. <laughs> yes, yes, it is a lot. Um, especially for me, whose, you know, basic law understanding uh, is really founded in Schoolhouse Rock. I'm just a bill on Capitol Hill. Yes, I <laughs> wish that were the way it worked, but it's way more complicated, man. I know. I was I was shocked to learn that myself. Right? And listen, I love rules. Like I'm here for a rule. You give me a rule and I will stick to that rule sometimes, uh, like 95% of the time, probably. But congressional rules are a lot. Um, so we focus on that so you don't have to. I love that. And what what would you say OT practitioners should understand about lawmaking and about the different committees within within Congress? Yeah, so um, bureaucracy is can be considered a pain, but I think it's kind of neat because it's the way that humanity has decided to categorize things. Like, I think that's kind of cool. Um, and and it's, it's wild, the various systems and the Robert's Rules of Order and all kinds of things. Um, but a thing to know about Congress is that Congress has the ability to legislate pretty much everything. Anything that is not explicitly the responsibility of the federal government is the responsibility of the state government. But all that is to say, from the food you eat, the car you drive, the clothes you wear, uh, things that are available for you to purchase, all kinds of things like that, uh, legislation will affect you. So it's not just professional uh, and it's not just personal. It is a broad swath of things. And I think that's a thing for folks to be aware of and just to know about. That being said, um, we are a membership organization and we focus on occupational therapy. Um, so we are here to support occupational therapy, again, writ large. 
Um, and I think I think that's important to know because because Congress has so many things. Again, no one person can be all things to all people, right? Yep, yep. So for that reason, all of these various buckets and things that Congress is uh, parceled out into uh, can be daunting. But I need every single person to know that legislation is is written in English. Like it's there. It's it's available on the website. Um, Congress.gov is available to anybody. Um, so if if y'all were curious, you can literally search the words occupational therapy in any piece of legislation all the way back to like the 110th Congress. It goes way back further than that, I think. I'm not going to search it right now. It's not worth it. But um, information is available at our fingertips if we so choose to dig for it. All that being said, uh, you don't have to. This can, like, like my my big thing, Matt, and I'm, I'm going off on a tangent, but, like, my big thing is that I think advocacy is important in that folks should advocate to their capacity or below their capacity. And I say below their capacity and folks are like, oh, no, that sounds bad. But what I'm saying is you have to care for yourself first, right? Absolutely. Otherwise, what are you advocating for? Exactly. Because policy and politics can take an emotional toll, right? So we're going to be gentle to ourselves. We're going to take a deep breath. We're going to drink some water. And we are going to think about how does this certain policy affect occupational therapy first? At least that's what I'm going to do during work hours. During personal hours, it's a different story. I'm going to jump rope with OT Rex. Um, those are just my evening plans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean, right? Like, yeah, like we got to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And 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 the first step is really, you know, learning, looking some of those things up at Congress.gov, yeah. checking out some of those resources on AOTA.org. Yeah, not and feeling, you, can ask. you know, stressed by it, but looking into it. Right. And you can ask, like, we are available for y'all to contact us at any point in time. We have email addresses. They're on AOTA's website. We are here to support AOTA members and occupational therapy again writ large love that does ot rex's email happen to be up there um uh ot rex's email is not up there but uh the main email address uh we will make sure that ot rex gets your words of encouragement or um sassy poems oh okay (laughs) okay i you know i'm so glad you mentioned that because i'm just sitting on a trunk load of sassy poems that i haven't known what to do with honestly if you wrote a sonnet to ot rex i think i'd give you an ot rex pin because there are ot rex pins where ot rex has little grabbers uh that i give out to very special folks i love that challenge accepted (laughs) (laughs) um i really want to discuss grassroots how grassroots falls into um you know all of this that we've been discussing uh, before we move on, though, is there anything you wanted to mention about the um, AOT PAC? Um, just that AOTA members can learn more about AOT PAC um, on AOTA.org slash AOTPAC. Um, one small piece of just knowledgeable information for all y'all is that none of your membership dues can go to supporting candidates. Uh, so that is... Just a piece of knowledge for everyone to know that that AOT PAC, more information is available on AOTA.org slash AOTPAC. 
Love that. We'll include links um, in the episode description as well for all our listeners to check out. Let's talk. Let's talk grassroots. What is yeah. grassroots advocacy? How is that different than just the umbrella term of advocacy? Yeah. So grassroots is a broad term, and it's it's become a government affairs sort of buzzword. Um, but I, if you all think about how grass grows, uh, they dig little roots in the ground, and then those roots intertwine, and then every single blade of grass is kind of communicating together, right? Like that's a thing that they work together to be a thing. So grassroots is essentially the folks on the ground doing the work, working together. Now, grassroots, because it is a industry term, that's what we have to use. I prefer to think of it as a mosaic where every one of your actions paints a little square that eventually takes up the big, gorgeous picture that is occupational therapy. So every action you take, every storytelling piece that you share eventually paints that gorgeous picture of how important occupational therapy is. So when we talk about advocating, we can talk about a billion different avenues. But if we're going to focus solely on occupational therapy in the healthcare world, right, what I would I like to clarify is advocating up versus advocating out. So when you're talking to folks who have the ability to make decisions to change your life, uh, folks who uh, are the, the ones in control of legislation, folks who are in control of power in some way, shape, or form. That is advocating up. You are advocating up to change makers, to decision makers, right? There's also advocating out. And I know you can't see this, but I talk with my hands and right now I am pointing up to the sky and out to my left. And out just means that you are talking to folks around you. You are talking to fellow professionals. You are talking to your colleagues. You are talking to family, friends, to neighbors, to folks like you Um, who might need to know about occupational therapy. Another arm of advocating out, I like to think of as uh, doing your job well and providing evidence-based care to your clients, like doing good work, uh, because that way you are representing your profession well, because you never know who might be on the receiving end of your care, right? Like we have a a member of Congress who is a big fan of occupational therapy uh, because she credits occupational therapy with saving her life. Because the occupational therapist caught a blood clot and it's a big deal. Um, And so she's a big fan and it's awesome. And I love that story because it really illustrates how uh, doing your job well may uh, change the course of your advocacy journey, right? Like that made a difference because now that person is in Congress and making decisions that affect occupational therapy. Cool, right? That's amazing. Um <clears throat> you never know how much of an impact you're going to have uh, in people that you work with as a, an OT practitioner. Right. Um, and that's reason enough to be as evidence-based and and practicing at the top of your license um, to really advocate out. Right. And um, even and that, then- like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Matt, I don't mean to cut you off, but I just, I just want to add that, like, I am such a big fan of what all y'all do. Like, I just want to throw it out there that, like, OT is so good. Like everything that all y'all do is so good. It is so affirming. It is so life-giving and building. And I'm just, I'm such a fan of everything all y'all do. So thank you. Jill, you come on the show anytime you want. (laughs) 
<laughs> just you call me up. I'll give you a pep talk, man. Let's do it. <laughs> I love that. Honestly, that is the pep talk I need, our listeners need, and a lot of OT needs. I know we all got into this profession because we recognize how good OT is. Um, but in the larger scope, sometimes it can be discouraging to to see how many people don't recognize OT um, or maybe don't even understand OT. Um, and that's why these these grassroots advocacy efforts can be so beneficial and, and are so important to our profession. Um, you shared one awesome example of advocacy um, with that now member of Congress. Uh, can you share another example of grassroots advocacy that, that led to a positive outcome for occupational therapy? So I can share that politics is a game of inches, right? Like everything moves forward slowly um, and requires a lot of attention because again you're fighting over like a whole bunch of attention right because no one person can be all things to all people um so i can share with you that one advocacy win was building relationships with a member of congress's office that eventually led to uh and this was not just through grassroots but through the hustle of one of our lobbyists um to get one of AOTA's board members to testify in front of Congress on the value of the Allied Health Workforce Diversity Act. Um, this was in the 117th Congress. I don't know when you're listening to this, uh, but this was again in uh, 2022. Uh, I think that's when Victoria testified. Um, but she testified in front of a congressional committee on how important this piece of legislation would be. It was really cool to watch um, because it was like, my friend is on TV and they're testifying in Congress, in a place that I watch all the time. Um, it was just really cool. Um, but for that reason, that piece of legislation has been included in some other stuff. Um, and other members of Congress saw the value of that legislative language and put it into other bigger packages of legislation. Um, so we, <laughs> it is November right now as we're recording. I know, Matt, we didn't want to date this, um, but there is an election happening, uh, so who knows what's going to happen. Politics is um, anything but predictable. Um, but end-of-year lawmaking is happening right now. AOTA has info on our website on that. Through grassroots advocacy, you see change, and you can change hearts, and you can change minds, and you can build a coalition of folks to uh, move important issues to you forward. Um, so like AOTA works with other associations, too. Uh, and other coalitions, other groups of, um, I don't want to call them heavy hitters in the industry, but like healthcare organizations that support specific aims. And we all work together to make change sometimes. And it's awesome because coalition building is really important. Um, so I think that's, that answers your question and adds several more, probably. <laughs> <laughs> It really does. I don't even know where to start. That is a, a wonderful illustration, though, and I love that kind of development of, of coalitions or playing a part with coalitions. It, it sounds like from a practitioner lens, it's like interprofessional collaboration. Yeah, um, exactly. With advocacy and at exactly. the highest level. Yeah, on, yeah. A, on a macro scale and on a scale that is uh, big and specified in a different way for sure. I love that. And and it's so easy to know as a practitioner how important that type of collaboration is. Um, and and it's it's really encouraging to hear AOTA's efforts um, and how 
there's representatives of our profession testifying in front of Congress. Like that's a big deal. Isn't that cool? Um, it's so cool. And and I feel like so many of us just aren't aware of of all the work that that goes into it and these, you know, great hurdles that are are being made. Yeah, there are it's it's all a again, it's a it's a game of slow moving, slow, slow moving, but uh change happens. It happens incrementally, but it does happen. Uh so legislation passed two or three years ago does have an effect on you today. So no better time to advocate than today. And Matt, just for you, I almost broke out into rent, um, but I didn't because this theater kid knows when to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I really wish you would have. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Um, What are some first actions that you would recommend to practitioners who maybe want to begin dipping their toes into into advocating? Where can they start? Yeah, I think the the best places for you to start is uh, AOTA's website. There's all kinds of news for you to dig up uh, through history of things to understand things. But the other piece that that is my baby that I spend most of my time working on is AOTA's Legislative Action Center. That's www.aota.org slash take action. Um, that's super easy to get to. This is your home for... Uh, any issue that AOT's federal affairs has decided uh, is important at this point to have a push, but advocates can also um, write their own letters to their advocate, to their members of Congress, to their legislators. Um, so a fun piece on this Legislative Action Center is that we have all of these pre-written letters on all kinds of issues from uh, and and things will change because a new Congress means new bills. So in January 2023, we will start the 118th Congress, uh, and there will be two sessions of that. And that means that anything that has not been uh, signed into law during the 117th Congress then has to start over in the 118th. So uh, we will need some advocacy there, but we'll have some stuff pre-written for you, but advocates can also search legislation. Advocates can edit any of our letters. All of our letters are editable. I pride myself on this, that if you don't agree with one of uh, AOTA's letters that they've, you know, that we've pre-written for you to edit, uh, you can delete it all and write your own. The only thing I ask when you are advocating to your legislators is that you do so respectfully. That's it. Um, So please uh, do so respectfully in a professional capacity because you are advocating in a professional capacity. Because we have these pre-written letters, you can edit them, you can change anything you'd like, um, and you can also write your very own to, uh, if you are if you live in a state, you have two senators and one representative. Uh, if you live in a territory, you have one non-voting representative. Um, and we can go over those. Advocacy will affect your profession and your practice of that profession. So using AOTA's Legislative Action Center is an opportunity for you to, again, raise your voice, tell your story, and engage with folks who make decisions because they represent you. I love that. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, you're good. Um, <laughs> um, so the Legislative Action Center looks amazing. Uh, oh, you can okay. sign up for alerts via email, even text. Mm-hmm. Um I'll be honest, though, a lot of, you know, the letters and the issues and the laws and the, you know, the just the phrasing and new vocabulary of things may be overwhelming to some sure. practitioners. 
what do you recommend? How like do you recommend they sign up for email alerts or that they try and track, you know, certain legislation and learn the process that way? Um, what could practitioners do to I guess set them up for success when they advocate? Yeah. So email alerts are good. Um, what you can also do is you can ask us. Like AOTA's federal affairs team, I think we are all um we all pride ourselves on this in that we're people people. Which sounds really weird coming out of a podcast, but like we like people. So if you have a question, please contact us. Like if you're like, I'm not sure what this word means, please contact us. Like we are a resource for you. Your membership dollars help us support you. All we want to do is support you. So we're available. We are happy to answer questions. It actually is like my favorite part of the day to help people. And to like listen to what people have to say, because it's not just me talking. I want to hear what you guys have to say, because again, I'm not the expert on your life. You are. So please contact us. Um, AOTA's Legislative Action Center is useful if you use it. Um, So you can sign up for email alerts. You can find legislation. You can find your elected officials and read and learn more about them. But also, you can ask AOTA questions all the time. And I hope you do. Because we're resources for you. Absolutely. Thank you. I think this is a, a resource that needs to be used um, and and is so great for, for, for members. Um, so definitely reach out, listeners. You should reach out. Um, you, you mentioned the Legislative Action Center, other resources on AOTA.org. Are there any other resources you'd like to recommend to listeners who want to learn more about advocacy? Um, Congress.gov is a great resource. Um, there are other uh, non-governmental organizations, uh, across the spectrum that, um, that can provide information on how Congress works. Uh, but congress.gov, the library of Congress has all kinds of information out there on the history, um, on, uh, how Congress works on how it's worked in the past on committees, on, uh, various pieces of legislation and how it will affect, uh, current public law. It's all, very interesting, uh, I think. But I'm a nerd. Like, I'm a policy nerd. So I could spend days reading, like, the very specific rules of one very specific committee. Um, you don't have to do that. But it's all it's all up there. It's all transparent. It's all available at congress.gov. Um, if you had a curiosity or a burning need to know how the Energy and Commerce Committee sets their schedule. There we go. If if we have that need, you know, start a discussion in the comments. Yeah, we can chat about it. Like, tell me, tell me your thoughts. Uh, and folks can contact us at fad at aota.org. So that's our, our main email address. And I see all of those. Uh, so if you send an email address, I will point you hopefully in the right direction. And if I don't, I will find someone who will. Perfect. Thank you so much, Jill. And that's fadfad at aota.org. Oh, yeah, you got Um, it. You got it. There we go. We're hoping that advocacy isn't just a fad, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so good. Throughout throughout their careers. Oh, I I wish I wish I had a a drum kit right now so I could just put on that because it was so good. (laughs) All right, Jill, it's time now for the golden nugget segment. (gasps) Our final question of the interview. If you could recommend one thing to practitioners, what would it be? 
Oh, oh no. If I could recommend one thing to practitioners, um, it would be to take a walk outside. I know that's like really simple. That's like so simple, but I'm like the one thing that I can think of because right now I'm in a fall wonderland and I'm like, all, all of my recommendations are like really simple. Like take a walk outside, drink a whole glass of water, tell somebody you think they're great. Like, like all my stuff is stupid and like kind of <laughs> wholesome in a weird way. Like it's gentle. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have any good like recommendations other than to, to breathe and tell folks that you think they're neat. If you think they're neat. You know, that's a, those are wholesome <laughs> and, and pure recommendations <laughs> and they, they seem small and like easy action steps, but I think those are perfect recommendations, especially when discussing a topic um, like advocacy uh, that sometimes becomes, you know, political and, and stressful yeah. and can be really overwhelming. Yeah. Taking these like small actions can, can give you perspective. But little things, they make a difference. Retweet. I <laughs> totally agree. Retweet. I love it. I am I am actually going to take my own advice and go pet my dog, uh, who's being a monster. But yeah, thank you, Matt. This has been a joy. Of course. Thank you so much. It's been awesome having you on. And I think we need to do this again to to talk more advocacy and, and talk more AOTA federal affairs. I'm in. I'm in. And I bet I can con a few folks to join too. We welcome any and all guests. Awesome. Thanks for listening to the AOTA podcast. Tune in again next time.